Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Life's deepest meaning is not found in accomplishments, but in relationships. That's a quote by Gary Chapman, who's the author of The Five Love Languages. And that is my topic today in this solo episode. The topic around how we, first of all, understand the love languages, but then think about how we can address those with our clients and people that work for us, or if we're part of a team, you know, our team members, networking, there's all kinds of ways to apply this to our business life as well as personal life. So I'm excited to explore it. It's been fun to do some specific research and kind of think about how I already use these in my business, but didn't do it intentionally and areas that could fall under the needs to improve. (laughs) So before I get started, I just want to remind you that I've got good stuff at lucydumascoaching.com, Lucy with an I. And if you want to get in touch, you can do so there, or you can just email me. And a little secret, one of my love languages is words of affirmation. So that means I really love, whether it's in Facebook, Instagram, or an email, just some feedback about what you enjoyed about an episode or about this program in particular, or the profitable photographer. So caring is sharing, sharing is caring. (laughs) So I'd love, I'd love, love, love some feedback. Okay, let's dive into this. So Gary Chapman wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. And it was targeted towards relationships, I imagine marriages and such. If you'd like to test and see where you fall in the five love languages, you can go to the number five lovelanguages.com slash quizzes slash love dash language. And it was pretty interesting to see with those, I don't know, 20 questions, how it nailed the topics. So what are the five languages? If you don't know what I'm talking about, I need to share that with you. What Gary Chapman talks about is that each of us have dominant ways that we feel loved and valued. Those five are words of affirmation, time, quality time with people, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And one of the challenges in all relationships is that we're usually coming from what works for us and someone else is doing what works for them and there can be a mismatch. I think I've mentioned on this show before that my dad was a loving, kind, gentle, smart, wonderful man. And it took me until I read that book to realize why I didn't feel as loved as I know now as an adult, he loved me. I'm sure that every moment of every day, his heart was full of love for me. So where was the mismatch? And 
before you're like, oh, is this some psychological episode, which I always love, but I'm going to pull this all into how we can use it in our businesses. But words of affirmation and touch are my main love languages. And from my father, after a certain age, there was not physical touch. And he would say, you know, I love you, but he wouldn't say, I don't know, that was so funny what you said, or wow, you really look beautiful in that. And then there's also the quality of time that comes in there. And that's something that in my family, as a preacher's daughter, we were more of a group together, my siblings and my parents. And I didn't have a lot of just daddy time. Anyway, so if I could have a week with my dad again, where we could do all those things and I could tell him what I needed, you know, what would I give for that? Okay, get the violins. <laughs> Anywho, now the way that I became aware that this would be a great tool using in business is from a photographer, some of you might know, Melanie Anderson. So I was at a three-day workshop that was about business and coaching and things like that. It was not a photography conference. And when I shared a question on the microphone or a win or something, I mentioned I was a photographer. And on a break, Melanie Anderson came up to me and said, hey, I'm a photographer too. And turns out, you know, we have a zillion friends in common. We maybe have met at a conference, but we spent a lot of time at breaks and lunches and dinners and things, just talking about how to apply this conference to what we do. While we were doing this, every now and then Melanie would say something after I shared, like words of affirmation, she would say under her breath or touch or something. And at one point over dinner, she was sharing about the love languages and how she teaches this topic to photographers. And I said, why do you say words of affirmation every now and then? And she said, well, I'm paying attention to you and what your conversation style is like. And I'm noticing that you have frequently shared words of affirmation with me. And I'm not sure how she figured out the touch thing. Maybe it was the hugs. <laughs> but the next morning when we came in for the conference, she walked by me. She touched me on the shoulder and said, oh, my gosh, you look so pretty today. And I sat there glowing because I like touch and I liked that compliment. And then the light bulb went on. And I know she was sincere and she meant it, but I was like, oh my gosh, Melanie just did the five love language uh, method on me. And it didn't water down. You know, I still felt really cute that day because she had said such nice things. So that is how I began to dive into this topic and notice for my clients. Okay. So one thing. I recommend is that you actually incorporate practices in your business that touch all of these points. Now, you can also 
listen to your clients, notice things, make a checklist on your input form so that if you notice that somebody is complimenting you a lot, oh, I love your work or, oh, this house is so cute or whatever it might be. You might make a note of that, that this is a person that especially likes words of affirmation. If they bring you lemons from their tree, when they come over for a consultation, just, oh, I just had these, that's a gift person. If uh, you feel this really natural comfort at hugging or even shaking hands, and there's lots of ways that aren't like, oh, let's, you know, hug it out all the time, especially with COVID. First of all, it's been a really big challenge for me because hugs are one of the ways that I feel alive in the world is that physical touch. So paying attention specifically can uh, go a long way. So a couple of other things on that topic. You can also watch how they treat other people, not just you. You can listen to what they might complain about. Like if they say, oh my gosh, I love that you're going to meet with me and help me with my clothes. The last photographer just sent me an email and showed up. And I, I was so worried that I didn't wear the right thing. So there, you know, oh, time and acts of service are important. Is there something a person might request most often? One time I learned a very valuable lesson from a client that we had, I think it was a wedding client because it goes way back. We'd had an incredible time at the consultation, on the phone, the wedding went well, so much friendliness and hugs and felt a part of the family. And then there was something that I did that made her feel rushed and that I was only all about money. So I don't remember the exact scenario, but I remember having conflict with her and being so curious about what happened, what happened. Now I could write it off. You know, she's a, she's a witch or she needs therapy or something. But what I did is I took it to, um, I think I was in counseling or something. I had a conversation with somebody or I went to a class and I realized this is a person that needs time before we get into things about money. So I called her up and I gave her some good phone time and I smoothed things over with her simply by being more friendly, which is, it's weird because it's my normal way to be. But for some reason, I got too quickly into the, let's say the left brain part of our relationship, the sales and the money. And she needed lots of that connection. So uh, that was a good lesson for me. Okay. So let's look at how we can cover all the bases with our clients. Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. One of them, which I already have said is one of my love languages is touch. And I notice that very frequently the people that I connect with that book me after our phone calls and, and planning and everything, when they come over for the consultation, very frequently 
they offer a hug just as a greeting, or at least they offer a handshake. And then so often by the end of that meeting, we hug as they leave. And now some people might not be so comfortable with that. You know, if that's you, things like a high five or a fist bump or a handshake or just a little light touch in some way, a touch on the arm, something like that can be how, if a hug is not your most comfortable thing, how you can still put touch and connection. I notice with kids, like when I'm chatting with kids, I might reach down and, and like pat their head or, um, you know, pat their little cheek or something, you know, but I'm every kid's aunt Lucy. So in almost all cases, it's done in a way that's not going to feel creepy. So we, you know, there is a fine line with that. Okay. Number two is time. So one of the things, if you've been listening to my show that I'm really big on is in-person sales. And that starts with the first connection. That starts with a phone call, with giving my time to have a conversation with them and make the connection, listen to them, listen, 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 and position myself as someone that cares about them. And also, we'll get into this, uh, I think it goes under the service category, but I also am positioning myself as the trusted advisor. But the trust part comes not just from my expertise, but also from them feeling comfortable that I care about them. So the initial phone call and then planning an in-person consultation to spend more time with them, showing them my work, learning about them, planning the session, helping them with clothing, planting seeds for what they might want to purchase. All of that is my gift of time. And I'm rewarded because it seems the more time I spend with people in service of the session and so forth, the better the sales are. Now, I want to say one little caution. I have more than once spent a lot of time with some clients, potential clients, where we we started talking on a personal level. And then at a certain point, it almost seemed like they were entitled, they felt entitled to discounts and things because now they're my buddy. So there's that fine line you want to walk between professional friendship and that other end of being pals. So caution is keeping focused on on the business. Now, I have made some really good friends from some of my clients that will be lifetime friends, but I was always, after I learned that the hard way, more than once, because it was like, why does this keep happening? I thought we were like, really had become good friends. Oh, so pay attention to that. Okay, another gift of time is check-in phone calls, reminders. Sometimes I have helped people pick clothing where they were in a store and we FaceTimed and they walked around and showed me some clothing ideas. And I said, yes to this, no to that, look for this. Or they take 
the clothes. They put it all out, spread out on the couch, take some pictures. And I spend my time sending them answers back or calling them and saying, these would work together. And also at the session, I don't have like, this is an hour session or half hour session. Whatever time we need, that's the time we spend for a session. And in that, I include some time for breaks if we need it, little snack breaks, water. Uh, I, uh, I'm i not going to say every time, but I'm almost always early and at least I'm on time. And so the sales session, again, doing the in-person sales, giving my time to help them, guide them, pay attention to the ones they love, give them feedback. And as a portrait art designer, helping them design the art for their homes, the work, that is a gift of time. All right. Number three is people who love receiving gifts. And of course, thank you cards and actual gifts that we send our clients, thank you gifts. Those are like essential. And I'm going to go true confession here. There were many years in my business where because it wasn't my highest, I do love to give gifts. So if you want to send me flowers, go for it. (laughs) But then I'm going to make a note that you like uh, to receive gifts (laughs) anyway. But I kind of let that drop off because of all the other things that were pressing in the business. So this would be very helpful in this whole five love language thing is to, in your workflow, include those kinds of things that might slip through the cracks, like thank you cards and gifts. So I made a workflow checklist that included creating cards, sending thank you cards, and then at the end of a session, mailing a gift. Uh, Depending on what they invest in, I send them a gift certificate to a restaurant. It's not a chain, but there's a, in San Diego, the Cone restaurants, there's about 15 of them. They're all different. And so I send coasters. I love Black River Imaging hard cardboard coasters. And so I send a set of coasters of my own personal work and, and I send a gift card and that's for big orders. If it's smaller orders, I send a thank you card and the the coasters, which is fun. And I put on the checklist other things that relate to pretty much acts of service. So the phone calls and different things. So another act of service is having nice snacks or drinks. And I recommend no alcohol ever served and to be careful about the snacks, that it's not sugar, it's not peanuts. Um, I've been really challenged to figure out snacks that work for everybody. But uh, the sugar thing is because I am a sugar junkie. And if I've been able to like put in a year with no white sugar, and then someone brings something lovely and sweet and sugary, 
to a meeting, it's really hard for me to turn it down. Then the next day I'm like, okay, where are the donuts? <laughs> so you, and you might even ask people at your check-in sheet or on the phone when you're setting up the consultation, like, hey, I have a question. You know, I like to have a little snack or something to serve. Do you have any allergies? Are you vegan? So I have never done that, but you could. So with people that work for us or with us, you can also do little surprise gifts. You can send them a book. You can uh, offer a gift card as a thank you if they've like gone above and beyond the call of duty. If you have a team, trophies or prizes or something could be cool. Now, bonuses when you're working with a client, those are gifts. Discounts are not. So what I mean by that is, let's say I've done a, a really nice sales session and they've ordered well, I almost always ask them, do you like wallets or um, I'd love to give you some extra five by sevens of those wall portraits to share with family members because what happens a lot is they've invested so much in their personal art that they don't always give gifts. So I'll ask them like, if I were to give you some five by sevens of that wall portrait, which one would you want? And, and how many is four good? Or do you have six siblings? So at some point, you know, I'm not going to give them a hundred or I might have a surprise gift where I say, you know, do you send out holiday cards? Because I'd be happy to give you 25 four by sixes you can tuck in your cards or make a card around, something like that. So little surprises go a long, long way. Somewhere in my research on this topic, somebody said there's no better gift than valuable information. So that being said, if you haven't gone to my website, lucydumascoaching.com, Lucy with an I, and seen the free gift tab, it's a gift of information about how to attract ideal clients. So I'd never thought about that that's going to appeal to people who especially like to receive gifts. Now, I want to say in the middle of this, before we go on to affirmations and service, I think we all like all of it. <laughs> um, I like to receive gifts and I used to be like the best gift giver. And for some reason, and partly because the people in my family have not always been big gift givers. So I kind of scaled back on that, but other things have taken its place. So anyway, it's not like we don't like the other stuff, right? <laughs> okay. So number four, affirmations. Like I said, this is one of my personal love languages. And I noticed, especially after the conversation with Melanie, that I'm frequently affirming people or saying, like, I was talking to my virtual assistant yesterday and I noticed the shape of her mouth is like the Cupid's bow. And I just stopped our conversation for a sec and said, oh my gosh, you have the prettiest shape of mouth. So that means 
I like to hear that back. And I don't know about you, but I have heard people say things complimentary to me that I still think about. So of course, affirming that people are doing great during a session or being really grateful for an assistant that's doing a wonderful job or just anything we can do to encourage our clients, encourage people in our businesses is going to go a long way, especially for people like me, where words of affirmation are one of our strongest love languages. So shameless hint, I think I did at the beginning, but I would love feedback about the show, what you're liking, some guests, some things you've learned in general. A, it helps the show be better. And B, it really makes my day. So if you want to email me, Lucy at lucydumas.com, then I'll do a word of affirmation back for sure. (laughs) Okay. And then number five is service. So doing good work is service. Uh, To me, always learning to be a better photographer, to be thinking about clients. And I do this with my coaching clients as well is thinking about them and how I can make everything better for them within our work situation or even not work, but there's that being on time, as I mentioned, bringing things to a session that might make things easier. Like when I was a wedding photographer, I had a little kit and I was always adding to it. And it had things like safety pins and duct tape and tissues and hairspray and just some things that could really come in handy at a wedding that, you know, if somebody has that, uh, it can save the day. Even things like I would almost always put on the boutonnieres of the guys because people don't know how to do that and, and, or they don't know how to do it in a way where it doesn't hang down weird. So unless the florist is there or somebody that really knows how to do it, I at least will teach somebody. My assistant, once I teach them how to do it, they will do that. So that's an act of service. Even like before a bride would go up the aisle, I almost always would take a moment, hold their hand, because I like touch. And by that time, most of my clients do, look them in the eyes, help them take a nice breath and get very, very present. I would say, you know, you've been through so much details, your head is full, but I want you to get right here and right now. And then the next thing I would do is I would show them how to hold the bouquet as they walk down the aisle so they can show off that pretty dress because most people will hold it right up in front of their chest. Those little things. Shipping. Now, some people ship for service. I don't as a rule, but if I had a big studio where there was a lab that I totally trusted to, well, there is a lab (laughs) that I use that I love, Mid-South Color Lab, um, but a, a lab where I knew that if they ship directly to them instead of me seeing it, that that the order was going to be right. That's what I would do if I was more high volume. Some people, and if I had either had a team member that could do this 
or if I lived closer to my ideal clients, bringing the art to their homes and helping them hang it is an act of service. It's not necessary, but it is appreciated. Helping clients, as I said earlier, pick the clothing. I have an act of service as I'm thinking about this now, where I have, as I go through a consultation, I have a list of things for them to do to prepare, like making sure everybody has eaten a good meal and also bringing snacks before the session because hungry people are not patient. I give them tips on when things like don't offer bribes to kids because that actually makes them focus on the bribe and it's harder to get their attention. And being good, quote unquote, for two hours at a photo session isn't something that is quantifiable for a child or even an adult. So again, we want to pay attention to our clients and see that their love language is dominantly touch, time, gifts, words of affirmation or service. And as I said, if we structure our business in a way that addresses all of those in some way, then we know that our clients are going to feel valued, connected to us, cared about, and they're going to refer us and they're going to come back for us. So that's all I have to say about that. I'm going to have that number five lovelanguages.com slash quizzes slash love dash language in the show notes. So you could look that up and it's not something I put together. It's something I found and um, there's probably other ones. So if I can be of service to you in any way, if I can give you a hug, whether it's virtual or not, encourage you, send you a gift. (laughs) So to me, this podcast is one of the ways that I gift people because as of now, it's free. Anyway, I am here for all of it. All right. Thank you so much. And until next time, bye. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.